0: A smoothie using the bullet. <laughs> he was like, It's got a lot of antioxidants and stuff. <laughs> As he's sm- smoking. <laughs> so he's just intermittently smoking weed and cigarettes. <laughs> and- welcome
1: to Chewing the Scenery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Hello. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast, where we talk about horror movies of the past and present. We are your hosts. I'm Richard, and with me today is Will. Hello. Jolian is not with us. He's got some stuff going on, and he will be back. We promise. um... He was
1: bitten by a vampire. (laughs) He's getting better. He's
0: walking around going, Twilight! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Twilight.
1: I'm Twilight. You know that movie Twilight?
0: (laughs) I'm the main guy from it. (laughs) We're not doing Jolian. We're doing the New Zealand guy's voice badly. We're not doing... Julian's voice badly I don't that's because we watched because he listens to this therefore i won't we watched what we do in shadows yes we did um now before we talk about what we do in the shadows spoiler warning we're gonna spoil this so you know han
1: solo hmm. dies in the end
0: <laughs> i don't even know if that's true because i've not gone and seen the new star wars movie
1: all of them die in the end <laughs> all right and it was a dream
0: is it, is it like a million voices crying out at once? Um, is it a big disturbance? Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about um, plot points and conclusions of the movies we talk about. And you've been warned. So turn back now and go watch it if you want to. Or, you know, listen to a spoiler and be a little bitch about it. Whatever you want to do. We don't care. Yeah. And um, we're not here to care. We don't get paid I'm, I'm at worth, all.
1: I'm over worrying about spoilers.
0: Right. And, uh. We don't get I pay- somehow
1: imagined to go three weeks without being spoiled on Star Wars before I went and saw it.
0: That's pretty cool. I still haven't been spoiled other than this Han Solo being dead thing, which um, I think is the joke, and I don't think it's really <clears throat> true. It's true. Okay. <clears throat> and I also don't care.
1: Uh, I spoiled you. No, it's terrible.
0: Harrison Ford fucking hates being Han Solo.
1: That, yeah, I kind of hated Han Solo by the end.
0: <laughs> I hated his, his voiceover on Blade Runner. It was so deadpan that it didn't even read as film noir. Yeah, or future film noir. Um, neo noir. Let's talk about this real quick. We're not film critics, and we're not trying to be. Uh, we may say if we recommend something or not, but we're not critics. We're not. Uh, we may critique things, but we're not critics. And um, before we launch into it, we're going to thank the Moonrays for their intro creature features at the top of the show. Find them at themoon-rays.com or buy their music on iTunes or Amazon. Have you watched anything since last time? Um, Anything good anyway? I'm sure you watched something. Not really.
1: I know I watched stuff this week, but nothing good.
0: Um, We watched a few early episodes. Not early episodes, but uh, kind of middle of the run episodes of X-Files. Good ones like Home, you know, the one with the... Inbred Family.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: So we watched, you know, some standout episodes like that to get ready for tonight. New X-Files. New X-Files. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully they don't ruin it.
1: I'm tired of all <laughs> these revisits.
0: Reboots. You know. Uh, preboots and reboots.
1: The I can't even get excited about Mystery Science Theater coming back. That's like my favorite show of all time, but... It had its moment give me something new
0: you're not even being cautiously optimistic
1: no not really I've been disappointed with most of them and it, it might be fine but well it's it's not even a case of whether or not the thing itself is fine it's just this need to constantly redo and resell the same re- shit we've been getting for the last 40 years
0: that's true um but then we did talk about when we did our first episode we talked about Bride of Frankenstein. The remake is there you know, are, the, the sequel... remake
1: is not is not a new idea, but I feel like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein was not the only thing that's out there. Right. We have X Files, we have MST, we've got Star Wars, we've got name it, and it's it's some tv show from the 80s i feel like i guess x files is from the 90s 90s but i feel like we haven't gotten anything really new since about the matrix and that's from mm. 1999
0: wow yeah if you think about it that it's almost way. 20 years <clears throat> ago and so so let's look at it this way people are just hanging on tooth and nail to their um adolescence and they don't want to let it go Yes. What does that say about us? We're a bunch of man-childs. Or would it be man-children?
1: Man-children.
0: Okay, so then if you have a Batman... Mm-hmm. And is have, it Batman? Is it? It's, I think it's Batman's.
1: It's Batman's.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's refer to our comic as a Batman. Someone comes in and goes, I got a whole box full of Batman. No, they say, I got a whole box full of Batmans. I want to sell them to you. True, I guess so Okay, so it's Spider-Mans and Batmans You just sound like an idiot when you say it
1: (laughs) Spider-Mans and Batmans
0: Hey, what if a bunch of Spider-Mans and a bunch of Batmans had a fight?
1: Here, go watch a Star War (laughs)
0: Right Hey, which Star War do you like the best?
1: (laughs) I like the first one I like (laughs) Chewbacca He's my favorite Star War
0: Chewbacca Chewing Tobacco That's got to be where he got the idea for that name, right? I think so. It must have been. It had. How, how could it sound that much like chewing tobacco? <laughs> okay. Um, so since last time I watched some X-Files episodes and Everly, which is, um, it was described by some critic or some person as diehard in an apartment. And it's sama Hayek. Okay. And uh, a bunch of people are trying to kill her. It kind of just jumps in in the middle of the action. So you don't really know what's going on. And there's a bunch of Yakuza, or Yakuza, I'm not sure how to say it. And Julian's not here, today.
1: Julian's to... not here, so
0: we Fuck. don't know. Let's call him, <laughs> so we could get his voice on the podcast. Yeah, why
1: couldn't he just call phone this in? Yeah, because I've he... been doing it for 16 <laughs> weeks now.
0: Phoning it in. This is our 16th episode. And isn't isn't it... it? We have a dog. Hold on.
1: We have a dog. Yeah. Special guest star.
0: Leela! She was on our Instagram.
1: She's been on the show before.
0: Yeah,
1: she has. Come on in. She's a uh, repeat guest.
0: Yeah. If I could get her to sit here and talk into that microphone, I told totally her. Yeah. Would. All right. Hey, she's like
1: back. Charles Grodin, hey. or yeah.
0: I don't know what she's after. Attention, I think. <clears throat> so let's talk about this movie, this um, "What We Do in the Shadows" 2014. Um, th- this debuted at Sundance, uh, January of 2014, and then got its cinematic release August 18th of 2014. It's a movie from New Zealand and, um, Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement are the co-writers and co-directors. And most of you would remember Jemaine from Flight of the Concords, Yes. which is a lot of fun. Yes. Very funny show.
1: He was also in Shark versus Eagle.
0: Uh, yes, and Gentleman Broncos.
1: I've not seen that.
0: I did. It, it, you know that weird, cringy thing that they do with um, like Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And there's some of that present in uh, Eagle versus Shark. There's, is it Shark versus Eagle?
1: I think it's Shark versus Eagle. Eagle versus Shark.
0: Eagle versus Shark flows better. I, I want to suspect that's it. Well, do, do we care? Do I, do I look this no, up? No, we know what
1: we're talking about. Right.
0: I could recut this so it's said correctly every time.
1: Shark versus shark. Eagle, or ver- eagle versus eagle. <laughs> shark and eagle versus sheagle. G- <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Steven Seagull. No, there was a seagull something anyway.
0: Uh, okay, so the uh, so the two guys who co-wrote and co-directed this... Are two of the main characters, which is a lot of fun. Um, I don't know um, Taika Waititi at all. I mean, is judging by his Polynesian name, he's probably part Maori, um, being that he's from New Zealand. But um,
1: could be a stage name.
0: Yeah, but he plays Viago, who is supposed to be three hundred and seventy-nine years old. And uh, he looks about 35. He was
1: the foppish dandy in
0: this. <laughs> he was the dandy, yes. And Jermaine Clement uh, plays Vladislav, who is supposed to be 862. Vladislav,
1: uh, the poker. <laughs>
0: the poker. <laughs> so you picked up right away that they were all kind of uh, n- giving a nod to one yeah, thing. Obviously yeah, obviously. They were.
1: They had the, the kind of rock star true blood vampire there with Deacon Right. Uh,
0: he was such a dick. I liked him. Yeah. I think he might have been my favorite part.
1: Um, They had the, the uh, Nosferatu vampire in the basement, Peter.
0: That was hard to miss, wasn't it?
1: Yes. He was uh, great. He looked fantastic.
0: Yeah, he was. <clears throat> he had the whole mouth full of fangs. It, I mean, it was barely removed at all from the look of Nosferatu. Mm-hmm like the fan configuration was about the only difference.
1: And then uh Jermaine, wh- who's the poker?
0: Yes, Vlad
1: is uh is <laughs> He's Francis Ford Coppola's <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I want Rob
0: Zombie to remake that.
1: <laughs> I hope Rob Zombie listens to this show someday.
0: You know, I know people who know him. Uh not that I could get a message to him through them or anything, but you know, if we if we did this every damn episode and then started to get <laughs> a big enough following, we might eventually have uh, his eyebrow raised for us. Eventually,
1: I want to come around to Rob Zombie remaking Rob Zombie's Halloween.
0: Oh, that would be great. Rob Zombie's Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Damn. Or maybe he'll start going by Robert by then.
1: <laughs> Robert Zombie. Yeah. Sir Robert Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> American poet and filmmaker,
0: Robert Zombie. Uh, you know, I I will watch anything he makes. I may not absolutely like everything he makes, but I will watch it. Okay, so Peter the Vampire, Peter spelled with a Y-R, not an E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, He's the oldest of the bunch, and they said he's 8,000 years old.
1: Yes, so, and they don't invite him to flat meetings. No. Or they, he doesn't have to come. They extended an invitation but
0: <laughs> and you were just telling me on the way over here about a flat meeting that you had with some flatmates or yes or roommates as we would call them here in the u.s and there was some super square that had never seen, seen a
1: halogen light bulb and thought <laughs> it was a a crack pipe <laughs> that one of the roommates one of us there were four of us together uh the three of us, one of us was obviously smoking crack.
0: Through a sealed tube that was closed at both ends. Mm-hmm.
1: And had plug little metal bits coming out the ends <laughs> there, little metal. Good trick. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm glad someone figured out how to do that.
1: Oh, he was a good roommate. What
0: other idiotic stuff did he do?
1: Um, he used to eat boxes, eat like a microwave box of fried chicken in his room. Um, he just microwaved the box, but then he'd just throw the bones back in the box and leave the box in his room.
0: Uh we've all had that roommate.
1: I had another roommate who got sick of seeing us. Uh, this was the roommate immediately before the roommate who thought we were smoking crack.
0: Don't tell me he poked his own eyes out. No.
1: Um, she actually oh. got tired of seeing us, the other three roommates, me included. Uh, so she would put her dirty dishes in a drawer in her bureau. Wow. And And uh, when we kicked her out and we cleaned out her room, there were like two bureau drawers full of dirty dishes.
0: I got to say, if dishes are that big of a problem for a roommate situation, get some fucking paper plates. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I had a roommate one time who absolutely lost his mind Screaming and yelling that he always did the dishes, and I promise you, I promise you right here and now that I have nothing to gain by saying this, he never did them. I had lived there for three or four months at the time, he had never done the dishes once. And he was screaming and yelling he did them all the time. And this does tie into what we're talking about. Um, Whether you're a vampire or a mortal, or some other creature of the night, uh, living with other people is not easy.
1: Deacon, wash the dishes, it's been five years. (laughs) Right. So, uh,
0: and he was such a jerk. I liked I mean honestly, yeah. I think he, he might have been my favorite part of it at the beginning until Nick came along. Nick, <laughs> He was such an idiot. Nick's great. So they they are talking about um, themselves a little bit and, and this is a mockumentary. For anybody who just went ahead and plowed into this listening without having seen this, it's a mockumentary, which is a mock documentary. It's not found footage. It's deliberately created footage by people making a documentary. Aren't all
1: found footage deliberately created? I guess so. I know what you mean. But I didn't find the it, need to make it uh, this setup with this whole monster's ball or whatever they were going to. It yeah. seemed a little weak. They could have just gone with, here's a flat load of vampire roommates. Right. And just jump in. I don't think they needed that sort of setup.
0: Yeah, that that culmination was unnecessary, I agree. And if they really wanted to have um, Vlad run into his ex, as it turns out, the Beast was his ex-girlfriend. Yes. What was her name? Um, Oh, should I have it here somewhere? Um, It was Pauline, I want to say. Yeah. (laughs) So the Beast is actually named Pauline. (laughs) So um, they could have come up with some other device to have them... Get uh, put in a situation again, I think.
1: Yeah, they could have done a lot. I thought that was, uh, if this movie has any flaw, it's uh, because it's a joke, it's kind of a one note thing. Right. You could get the joke before the credits. Because well, it's yeah. about 10 minutes before the credits start, and that would have been perfect. Not that I didn't enjoy the whole thing. I liked watching it. Well, I thought yeah. it was quite funny. Yeah. Um, is just, that's the only thing it suffers from. is.
0: Does it feel a little forced?
1: It feels a little long. Okay. If you, and I don't know why they couldn't do this with, you know, Netflix now, and maybe they will in the future. Why not make something an hour long? Why try to, you know, an hour is, is probably too long for this. Uh, 30 minutes would be great, but I'd take an hour an hour and a half was really pushing it. It's like a, a Saturday Night Live skit. Like
0: the, the ones that go on too long? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Or the ones that are made into movies that oh. definitely don't have enough material to cover.
0: No. No, I agree. Uh, a lot of times the SNL movies are just, um, it's ill-advised to, to try and go feature length with It's Pat or The Ladies. Hey, are... that's,
1: that's a classic.
0: <laughs> it's Pat.
1: It's Pat.
0: Yeah, she's from Spokane, Washington, by the way.
1: <laughs> Pat?
0: Yeah. Julia Sweeney? Oh. Yeah. She's from there. Mm. And uh I lived there for about 4 years of my life. Not at the same time as her. No. No, and I think um you weren't flatmates. No, we were not flatmates. It's funny we when... argued about the dishes. <laughs> the dishes again with the dishes. Oh my god. Just don't don't have roommates.
1: My uh my roommate um, the guy who complained about the faux crack pipe uh, had about 75 dishes, <laughs> and we got sick of doing dishes for him. So my other roommate packed up all his dishes and left him
0: with a spoon, oh my, and a bowl. <laughs> that's all you need.
1: And he's like, "Yeah, there. That's it. You know, that's all you get." Oh, that's
0: funny. <clears throat> yeah, we could probably tell horror stories for the remainder of this podcast about, you know, things scarier than vampires.
1: Roommates are uh, the real monsters. So
0: they, after all, aren't the roommates the real monsters? Yes. I think, I think that's the moral of this story, isn't it? Yes. So did you enjoy uh, the kind of little expose each each one of the characters got to do in front of the camera? Mm-hmm. Did you like that? I thought it was pretty cool. Like, they just sort of... Uh, talk to each one of them sort of separately except peter you know
1: yeah peter doesn't talk
0: no he's had it he's he's old he doesn't care
1: he tells some uh somebody tells a story about him i don't remember which one who was a a uh salesman who went to a castle like <laughs> a 18th century i don't remember who
0: oh that was um that was deacon Was that he was talking about? He was selling his wares. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That was Deacon, who later talks about being a vampire Nazi. Yeah. And how after World War II it was tough to be a Nazi or a vampire, and if you were a vampire Nazi,
0: (laughs) double whammy. That footage was great. That shaky footage of World War II and Mm -hmm. Hitler talking about his vampire army, and it just showed these these Nazi vampires. Yeah. It. There's something. There's something about combining nazi with any monster that just makes the makes it just scarier yeah i like that um but i did enjoy that how they they had each of the characters sort of uh introduced in a little little bit of background and they showed some of the like the old um engravings and the old yeah w- woodcuts and all that stuff and they did a pretty good job whoever the art department was they did a nice job on that stuff
1: yeah they had a what was that magazine
0: <clears throat> oh what was it called
1: I can't even remember what it was called now. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That was all clip art.
0: Yeah. um, All the ones I have?
1: You had some of them. Oh,
0: the Dover Publications?
1: No, there was a... The Craphound books? Craphound, that's it. Oh, my God. I
0: almost don't want to give this secret away on the air. Um,
1: You can bleep it out. (laughs) I mean, it's not like they're not out there.
0: I would actually not mind if... um, Craphound
1: sent us some free books.
0: That, I've got everything that's in print, <laughs> but still, and basically what this is to let our listeners know. Craphound is a it's a themed um, book. it's it's thicker than a magazine, but thinner than a book. and it's nothing but image after image after image of like one of them I have, the theme of the book is Hands, Hearts and Eyes. Um, another one is telephones, scissors, and Death. I may be saying that in the wrong order. Another one is church and state. Um,
1: but when I saw it was like clowns and devils oh, or yeah. something.
0: Devils, clowns, and bait. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of uh, lures and bait and whatnot. Now, and these are nothing but um, art that was production art or clip art of some sort that's been really cleaned up and laid out nicely on these pages. And these pages are just full. And you'd have to scan them yourself. They're not on a disc. But, um... You can get their books through Reading Frenzy in Portland, Oregon, and that's not a paid plug. They've gotten money from me because I bought these books for like twelve ninety five dollars a piece. Totally worth it. They're good books. They really are. And it, yeah, some of that stuff, yeah, if you were to look at Dover Publications or Crap Hound, you could come yeah, up with some Dover's of this stuff. Yeah, Dover's good too. Oh, for sure. Like they have all that Gustave Doré stuff from many moons ago. So... Um, At one point, we're introduced to Jackie, who is the familiar or the sort of servant to Deacon. Yes. Who's promised vampirehood to her eventually. Mm -hmm. And he's stringing her along and he's a jerk and he doesn't care. Yes. But she's all about it and she's... Because she's
1: under his power.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, but she's kind of enamored with the whole vampire life.
1: I think that's because she's under his power.
0: Maybe that too. I mean... I, th- I think she had a and
1: chicken and egg thing i suppose
0: <laughs> that's probably right uh at one point she's asked to round up some virgins and she thinks of one guy in particular who she was a girlfriend to when it turns out when they were 12 <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he reveals when they invite him over for dinner he reveals that uh I was 12, you know, he's not a virgin anymore. He's in his twenties. He's what, probably late twenties, early thirties.
1: Yeah. Something like that. So she has to bring people over. She doesn't really like because they're going to be killed.
0: Yeah. And she knows this, they're going to be, they're going to become victims. Uh, So she brings Nick over and somebody else. um, I forget the the woman's name, but uh, it turns out that, um, that Nick we think is killed we find out later has been turned into a vampire by Peter, the, yes. Nos, the Nosferatu looking one that lives in the basement. Um, This is kind of fun because now what could have just gone on and really not have taken any real interesting turns, it would have just been different jokes along the same lines. Now you've got this guy who's of the modern age. He's not from a hundred years ago or 600 years ago or yeah. 8,000 8, years ago. It's from
1: two weeks ago. He, yeah,
0: he's from now and he's kind of a one person in their description likened him to like a wannabe soccer hooligan.
1: Yeah, he's a total if he was English he'd be a chav. He's a total <laughs> meathead kinda Yeah. Just real regular just, dude. I don't know. He's
0: a just a dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like uh you'd expect to see him in a sports bar. Yeah. So he's he's got this um
1: There's not quite an American equivalent there.
0: I'm trying to think of who it would be, like, I'm... but but he's interesting because he he kind of steers things in another direction. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of like, oh yeah, I know the doorman at that club because the the vampires. One of the jokes they had was the vampires can't get into these clubs because they have to be invited. They can't just walk past the doorman. <laughs> And, and pay their, their cover charge or whatever. They have to actually be asked to come in. Yes. So they can't go in any nightclubs. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. You know, and he would wave them in. And so they're invited. They can now go into nightclubs. Yeah. And what, what, did you, what did you notice right off the bat was the biggest problem when we discovered that Nick was a vampire? What was the big flaw with that? There's a, there's a certain amount of discretion in being a vampire.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, he starts telling everyone he's from Twilight. <laughs> twilight's about him i loved that that was fantastic
0: he would just throw his arms up and go i'm twilight
1: he's just telling people and i wonder if they didn't film this with real people when he's walking down the street just telling people i'm a vampire because they looked befuddled genuinely befuddled and then when the guy told him he was a vampire hunter i kind of thought that was improvised too but it I assume Turns it wasn't because he, he shows up later.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that was, it was great that he started wearing those, uh, what do you call those jackets? It's not a marching band jacket. It's a, I guess it is. It's kind of a...
1: I don't know. It's like an admiral's jacket. Yeah.
0: The the, the Lost Boys look. hmm And that's what Deacon was kind of sporting that look.
1: Yeah. And, Deacon was the Lost Boy before and now he's... Right. Been kind of... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Nick's kind of uh, biting his style. Mm-hmm. And, and,
1: uh, they were, they're wearing the same jacket at one point.
0: Right. Yeah, they just have different versions of the same thing. And uh, and so that's what I really liked about Nick, is that he was he was clearly a liability right out of the gate. He's just blabbing. And then,
1: better than that was Nick's friend, Stu.
0: Oh, yeah. Stu wouldn't say two words, really. You know. He was in IT. We know that. Yep and uh he was very he was very ruddy looking mm-hmm. and uh big pink pink
1: cheeks <laughs> big pink cheeks and nick wasn't gonna eat him because they were they were mates yep and uh he got the other flatmates to agree not to eat him and they ended up liking stew better than they liked nick
0: did you find it funny that they were talking about eating stew yes <laughs> That he had actually, actually had a food name <laughs> yes <laughs> um one of the one of the jokes early on, and and I think I have it somewhere here in my notes, kind of word for word, um, uh, Deacon says, "I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool." <laughs> and then Vlad says,, uh, "I think of it like this. if you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it." <laughs> oh that oh, that yes. was that was the line right there. That it just, was great. He just delivers it so straight. Now this, in no way, and speaking of him, that was Jermaine Clement's character. Jermaine is uh, quite famous enough on his own. He had a couple things going before Flight of the Concords, but Flight of the Concords was huge. They could have gone several seasons, but they only went two and called it good. And like we said, he had a couple of movies afterwards that have been great. They've been fun. Um, this could have been a vehicle for just him and his whole shtick, but he's just part of it.
1: Yeah. I liked that. I thought he was going to be front and center all the front time. Front and center. Yeah. I, in fact, I didn't know, well, I knew there were more than one vampire, I suppose, and I knew there were roommates, but yeah, I really thought he was going to be the head, the lead of the whole show.
0: And it really turned out to be more of an ensemble cast. Yeah. Which is great. It was good. And the, whoever this guy is who played Nick, I, I, I've i got to keep an eye out because I think he's going to be a lot of fun and other stuff. Um, and of course, um, uh, Deacon also, I thought was, he was great.
1: And how about the werewolves?
0: Um, Yeah. Did you recognize... Did
1: you Reese Darby?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You recognized him immediately, yeah, right? So
1: I kept waiting for him to show up.
0: Oh, did you know he was in it?
1: Uh, no, but... You figured he would show up? I figured he'd show up. He's... He's hilarious. I can't remember what show he did. He did a show where it was a mockumentary and being, well, New Zealand, being... Small enough place. This sort of, uh, well, I was going to say this sort of English television model. They only do six episodes for oh, a show. Oh, okay. And each one was a different character he played in this town that this mockumentary went... Followed around, it's oh, a pretty good show. I you should check it out. It was on Netflix at one point.
0: I'll have to look him up, you know, because it's easy to find what someone's done by just going on IMDb. But yeah, Reese Darby was great as the the leader of the, the alpha male of the werewolves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. And they um, have to laugh at what he says, yeah, yeah. They he actually spells that out for you later on, yeah. He he was wait, why are you laughing? <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, he was great. Um. And, of course, he played Murray, the manager of The Flight of the Conchords. That's
1: his name, Murray. We were trying to think of that today.
0: Yeah, he was. was, So did Jeannie enjoy it?
1: She didn't watch it, but I relayed it all to her. All the best jokes. I like to, (laughs) you (laughs) know. You act them out. I do. Oh, good. I pick out the best jokes and I condense the movie down to a kind of reader's digest version.
0: So at one, at, at one point in this thing, we hear the, um, this, what is this masquerade ball called? Um, uh, well, anyway, it's a masquerade ball for vampires. And it turns out it's also going to be for uh, witches and werewolves and zombies. So I was okay with it. They didn't have to say, oh, these other things are also real. They could have stopped at werewolves, but okay, so zombies and witches too. Okay, fine. Sure, why not? Yeah, just throw it in there. It's cool. I mean, am I going to stop suspending my disbelief for that? No. Yeah. So they're they're talking about how this thing is upcoming and it's going to be important. And it turns out that I think the, is it the uh, the guest of honor or the host of the thing is going to be Pauline, or the Beast, as Vladislav refers to her, and it's mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend.
1: Yes, I thought that was good, because they allude to the Beast earlier as having defeated the poker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he had lost, you know, his his uh, cool, right. his cachet in and, and vampire the vampire world he used to be able to transform into anything and
0: (laughs) And then he started failing at it
1: and then he started failing yeah
0: yeah so that was good uh when they all start showing up for this thing um now let's see that's after the whole thing with peter isn't it
1: yes peter dies
0: yeah now when they're we were talking about how nick was irresponsible with his his vampireness and telling everyone that, uh, I'm Twilight, the main guy from Twilight. That's me. You know? I'm a vampire. And then he actually, what I really enjoyed, it was like that moment from Lord of the Rings where, um, Bilbo just turns into like that creature for half a second. Oh yes. Yes. Where, that
1: was good. Yeah. So they did he's that, s- that the, the, the convenience, convenience store? Yeah. They
0: did that same effect that they did on Lord of the Rings where he just hissed and turned into this gray, gory looking vampire for like a second. Yeah. Uh, So after that, they're walking through some club or around that time in this movie, they're walking through a club and he he tells these guys he's a vampire and the one guy shoots back. I'm a vampire hunter. Yeah. Now, not long after that, uh, was it, um, was it Viago? I think it was Viago discovers that Peter's on fire in the basement. Yeah,
1: somebody's screaming in the basement. He opens the basement door and Peter's on fire. And they can't put the fire out in time and they go down there. It turns out the vampire hunter had broken in and Peter killed him. But
0: yes, he, he handily dispatched the, this guy. <laughs>
1: yes. He got hit with a uh, sunbeam.
0: Yeah. Cause they, they apparently broke in through the basement window yeah. or something like that. <clears throat> so that's sort of a, a big turning point Um Nick has has really uh, he's cost an ancient life in the in the flatmates. So they're going to go on to an unlife. Yes. (laughs) It's not really a life, is it? Yeah. If you're undead. Hmm. So he causes an undeath. Anywho. So they're at this uh, masquerade ball and Nick being the dumbass that he is. uh, Brings Stu. Stu is his plus one. Now, maybe it wasn't clear enough on the invite. Stu's a human, and they're they're now uh, in this den of vampires, werewolves, zombies, and witches. And there's this nice uh, pink-cheeked human being who is, you know, probably good eating for a vampire.
1: Yeah, and seems sort of oblivious to the whole thing. And
0: and when uh, Pauline asks him what you do, and and he says he's in IT, basically, she goes, Virgin! He's a virgin! (laughs) Yes. So all computer nerds must be virgins, apparently. Um, so that that ends up being like the the big standoff, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and they have to get Stew out of there.
0: Now in the in the melee, um, Vladislav ends up having was it, or no, it was Stu ends up having to stab the one guy with a like a broken chair leg or something. Ends up staking Pauline's. Um, oh new boyfriend was it Stu that did it i
1: think so i don't remember who did it but yeah they killed the guy with the fat nose that
0: yeah
1: i don't know what he was supposed to be really yeah i was wondering that he was strange he was like a really crappy dracula knockoff like
0: yeah was he i don't know i wasn't clear quite clear on on
1: what he was going for there
0: yeah what were they emulating well, in if any anything. in any event, um, they do manage to get Stu out of there. But then on the way back to wherever they're heading, whether it's back to the flat or where they're going, um, they they run across the werewolves. It's a full moon night, and poor Stu gets ripped to shreds. And everybody just barely escapes with their unlives. Yeah. And uh, not long after that, we discover that uh, stu has been transformed into a werewolf.
1: Yes, with a great uh, recreation there they did. Yeah. Of the uh, of him waking up the different actor and everything. Yeah. yeah. Or the do- documentary. <laughs> the reenactment. Yeah. The reenactment, yes, that was great.
0: That was a good one. And I do like that they had all the werewolves standing over him, and they either had just pants or nothing on.
1: Nothing on, <laughs> They yeah. were all
0: pixeled out. That was pretty good. And so then they have a party with the vampires and the
1: werewolves at the end. Yeah. And... Uh, One of them was wearing, one of the vampires was wearing a full moon, or a moon on his sweater.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that was right. I think that was, uh, Deacon was wearing that. It was like an ugly sweater, but it had a full moon on it.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was Deacon. And then they, at the end, after during the credits, they show a couple scenes. And uh, what was her name? Oh uh, Deacon's! Oh Jackie! Jackie has yeah. now become a vampire.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, they they did run into her, her at the masquerade, and uh, and Deacon was like, "What are you doing here?" It's like, "Oh, Nick turned me into a vampire." <laughs> so Nick is just screwing up right and left. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's just like he he has no understanding of uh, of the rules or how they should be Kids observed. these days, right? I know this this young buck.
1: And Twilight.
0: <laughs> uh there was that one scene where uh, he couldn't resist and he he ate the chips. And then he was, oh, he was that was blood. fantastic. Cause,
1: yeah. uh, I used to watch Vampire Diaries, and that was always our complaint. It's like they could just eat and drink whatever they want. There's no,
0: there's no restriction. There's, there's no, no restriction. So
1: what's the point? You know, right. At some point, being a vampire is kind of just become a superhero. Yeah. It's just another superpower. But if you eat chips, which was Nick's favorite food. Right? Chips being french fries.
0: Yes, to all of our US listeners. And we're only blocks from a fish and chips place right here. Yeah. Isn't that funny if you think about it? It's, yeah, there's there's there was one near the store when we worked at the store and Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't eat fish and chips anymore. It's just too heavy. It's too
0: much. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, it's all a matter of the oil temperature, isn't it? Yeah. Because otherwise, it can get just greasy. Wow. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I'd recommend this
0: movie highly. I would too. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I think Jolene
1: should have to sit down and watch it, Jolene, if you're listening to this, and I know you do.
0: Yeah. What the hell are you waiting for? This is actually good. It's pretty good.
1: Again, my, my only you know real criticism of this would be that it can go on too long or it's it's kind of weak material for a whole movie i think maybe if they made it an hour it'd be fantastic there were a couple moments where I was kind of like, okay, yeah,
0: okay, but, but it didn't feel it didn't feel like it dragged so badly that you wanted to turn it off.
1: No, thankfully it didn't. Right. So you, you know, and you my could critis- stay with it. my criticism is mild at best. Right. I, I enjoyed it, and it did have some pretty funny moments.
0: Yeah, um, I would be okay with seeing more of this kind of thing. I wouldn't want to see a sequel. I think they've done everything they no. can do with it. Um. I I could see um, maybe something similar to Shaun of the Dead.
1: I was going to say, I think, uh, you know, I was going to compare it to Shaun of the Dead. I think something like that worked a little bit better because it had a plot structure. Right. Whereas this, they tried to make it with the, this masquerade ball that was coming up. But then it ended up, the masquerade ball was, they kept going several, uh, they tell you it's going to be a couple months before, but then it ends up being... Several months, plus two months, plus a month, or whatever. Right. And then the masquerade ball happens, and it's not real big. I think they could have just gone without that plot structure there and just gone with these... Just
0: just let it meander?
1: Yeah, it, or go with a plot structure. I think they could have picked one or the other, and they didn't quite pull it off.
0: Yeah, like maybe they could have jumped in at the beginning with... The film crew is joining us because we're we've decided to do this thing and this thing is going to take us in a different direction. So they're going to be watching us as we do this and we don't care that it's being exposed. Yeah. But uh at the very end of the movie, um you are uh, mesmerized into not remembering it. Oh, yes. You I remember. St- if you st- if you stay through the credits.
1: That's great. Yeah. yeah. i had forgotten that.
0: Yeah, so you you uh in in the language of true blood, you you get glamored.
1: Yeah. I think that's just true of any...
0: Yeah. It's like the Jedi mind trick. Mm -hmm. Now, comparing this to other um, comedic material or lighthearted material, um, well, before I compare it to anything else, let's say this. Um, When Anne Rice wrote The Vampire Chronicles, Interview with a Vampire, The Vampire Lestat, um, Tale of the Body Thief, all these... Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned, all these books... She sort of romanticized the vampire and more so than any movie really had done. Like some movies had Dracula be, you know, charming. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I think Dracula, the universal Bella Lugosi Dracula, romanticized Dracula.
0: It did, but it didn't. He was it didn't. good
1: looking and suave, whereas vampires before were not.
0: Right. They quite were always that. They were always wretched monsters. Sort of. I
1: mean, in Dracula in the book, he's just kind of an elderly guy with a long Fu Manchu mustache, is all <laughs> he really tells about him.
0: Right. So, okay, yeah, we could say that maybe Lugosi, because he was a handsome.
1: But I think uh, Anne Rice really married the, you know, sort of gothic romance, if we'd call it that. It's not really a gothic yeah. romance, but. Uh, It's polite to say, rather than shitty romance novel with the uh, vampire.
0: And, you know, I did read those books. I I stumbled upon them by accident at a thrift store and I read those books. Um, I was living in Hawaii at the time that I was picking up maybe the second of those books or the third. Um, I stumbled upon the first one at a thrift store. Didn't know anything about it. It had vampire in the title. I bought it. I read it. I liked it. And I read the rest of the books, and I read the, the Witching Hour books um, about the Mayfair witches. And I did enjoy Anne Rice's writing style, but I did feel like she did kind of glam it up a little bit, which I believe opened the door for fucking Twilight to exist. Um, if Anne Rice had never been, I think this whole Twilight thing would have never occurred to the woman who wrote the books. No, I may be off base in saying probably that. not. It's hard to say.
1: I think, no, I think you're good. I read,
0: uh, it's like, what if we went back in time and killed Hitler?
1: It's just, yeah. you know, I read the first book and enjoyed it. Although I felt she was a bit long winded in some passages. I remember she had like two paragraphs about a room description that, <laughs> to me just seemed excessive. It's a room. It's a room. move on, move on. Um, and But she... sometime during Vampire Lestat, is that the second book, I believe? Yes. I chucked it against the wall and said <laughs> i had had enough Anne Rice. And I remember being supremely bored in the movie with Tom Cruise and staring up at the lights way up in the ceiling, wondering, uh-huh. how do they change those light bulbs? <laughs> 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 Which, if I'm in the middle of a movie, it's not, it's not bode well for the movie.
0: yeah. Yeah, if that's, if, if that's where you're drifting off to. And I don't know if you knew this, but River Phoenix was going to play the reporter that ended up being uh, Christian Slater. But, oh, really? Yeah, he died and therefore couldn't play the part. Um,
1: that is some real heavy-duty character acting there if you're willing to die. Yes. To get your vampire part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the method acting in its finest. Method
1: acting, yes, that's it.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know why why we went down that rabbit hole, but uh, I guess it's become it's it's become part of this. Uh, the
1: show has no real path; it just meanders about.
0: Oh, our show, yeah, yeah, totally. looking <laughs> for a
1: place to lie down and die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, we're at forty five minutes; we could lie down and die anytime we want. Um,
1: I know we're fine. I think this is
0: now l- before we wrap it up completely about. Um, about this movie and the fact that we do recommend it.
1: Uh, oh, you were going to talk about other, f- other, I guess, horror comedies.
0: Well, yeah, briefly. But um, if you follow Rotten Tomatoes as your guide at all, this gets a 97%. And that was like, I want to say it was over 150 reviews, and it got 97%, so it's rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, this this movie had a budget of a mere $1.6 million a lot of which I think was spent on the special effects, like the wire work and some CG stuff they did. Yeah. Um, It made 6.9 million in New Zealand, 3.4 million in the U S and that's just box office. Now, you go into
1: 6.9 million in New Zealand,
0: which basically that means, means every everybody man. <laughs> watched it
1: about 15 times. I was just going to say
0: every man, woman and child bought several tickets <laughs> and wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And, and you think about that, that's that, more
1: money than the, the New Zealand made,
0: <laughs> right? And only 3.4. So exactly half. Well, almost exactly half is what it made in the US. And this is, I know how this works, is they'll do a, a, like a token theatrical release of something and then if it does really well, they'll they'll add screens or keep it in theaters for an extra couple of weeks knowing that, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't do well, we'll make our money with the VOD or, you know, to a lesser degree, probably the Blu-ray and, and DVD sales. Um, this one, I didn't find any numbers on DVD and Blu-ray or VOD. Apparently, it's really hard to calculate VOD because um, video on demand. Um, like, how do you how do you calculate how much of somebody's Amazon Prime account went to one movie, or how much of somebody's Netflix account went to one movie? If you buy it from, say, Comcast cable, and you know you pay 4.99 or 5.99 for it, they can calculate that easier than they can say, well, you know. I would
1: think Netflix would have no problem telling exactly what you watched when and how many times people watched
0: it well yeah for example netflix i
1: mean i remember reading an article that they talked about um it takes you know four episodes of we'll say mad men i don't remember the series but mad men to get into it whereas most people uh watch you know Two episodes of Breaking Bad before taking it on, but... Right. Um, something along those lines.
0: And they could usually tell by um, where people jump ship on something.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And with with something like, um, again... But, but um, it may
1: just be you can't find VOD counts out there.
0: Yeah, and then bootlegs, like how many people actually watched the thing, you know, illegally or you know illegal downloads or... Well, I borrowed it from a friend that I know on the internet
1: um, who lent me actually the copy in Spanish first, which I tried to watch, but comedy in Spanish doesn't work <laughs> with me because I know very little Spanish. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I get a lot of movies from my friends on the internet See, that's who cool. lend them to me. That's I don't usually keep them, but...
0: No, I understand. Um,
1: if I can't find it on Netflix or, you know, Hulu or Hulu or if, you know, it's not, I will buy things. But if you want, you know, like $10 to rent a movie on some of these, it's crazy. Oh
0: yeah. When they're brand new, like,
1: yeah, nine, $9. I've seen for some, you're like, that's nuts. No, I, I wouldn't pay that much. To, I mean, maybe if it was the same day as, you know, it had come out in the theater Sure. I'd pay that much. Yeah, like
0: I don't want to go to the theater and sit amongst a bunch of idiots.
1: Yeah. If I could have seen Star Wars, the latest Star Wars at home, and turned it off halfway, I wouldn't have felt as bad as (laughs) I would have walking out.
0: I understand that. And, you know, the more I look at these things, the more I realize it's changing quickly. Like everything about how we consume media Mm -hmm. is changing really fast. And, uh i would like to hope that outlets like comcast that have not exactly been kind to this is my opinion they've not exactly been kind to their um uh their customers <laughs> you know no. i would i would like to say that uh they either need to change their model radically or or lose their business the way blockbuster did
1: oh they will lose their business if they don't adapt They've lost so many people.
0: To quote unquote cord cutting? Mm-hmm. You know. I
1: did it because they, you know, they changed my bill every month. Yeah. And I would have to call and fight them over, you know, what should be $100 is now $120. Yeah. You know, and and every month, you know, till the point it gets to be, you have a $500 yeah bill that's ridiculous
0: oh yeah yeah like we pay way too much to comcast every month and if i could just pay them for high-speed internet and then subscribe to hulu voodoo amazon and get all these movies and all these series well hey you know why why would i be paying them you know the additional hundred and something dollars they're just being jerks yeah and and I really am interested to see how this changes because the cord cutting is becoming easier to do all the time. Like you could own a little Apple TV or Roku or any of these devices or have a TV with it built in and you've got nothing to worry about. You know, you're going to have enough entertainment to stick in your eyeballs every month. You're not going to run out. The only thing is when there are specific shows, like if you are, a diehard walking dead fan and you have to have AMC and you can't find a way to watch a bootleg of it a day or two later, then you may feel like you have to stay. Are stick they with... not
1: available on? Uh, Cause we watched mad men the day after on whatever Xbox video is. Oh, okay. So that was one that I was willing to pay $3 to watch.
0: Oh, per episode
1: per episode. Cause I, yeah. I really liked mad men. I got burnt on buying the, uh, was it Mad Men or Breaking Bad? One of the two. I got burnt because I bought the season ticket and then they split the season into. two.
0: Oh, yeah, they do that.
1: And it was like, oh, so I paid, you know, more for less in the long run.
0: That's so funny that, that I've gotten so used to these half seasons that when I looked at some older show on uh, whatever outlet, whether it was Netflix or whatever, I went holy shit, they did 20-some-odd episodes in a season. How did they do that? Well, because a season wasn't a half season. So if you count Walking Dead or Mad Men or any of those, you know, uh, 10 or 13 episodes per half season, all you do is double that and you've got 20 or 26. Duh.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of the, the original Dragnet from the 50s. But if you look at the seasons, it's like I think season one is 36 episodes, 42 episodes, something that's ridiculously long.
0: That's crazy. It went
1: on for like eight years and they have like 300 episodes or something. Eight seasons for 300 episodes.
0: Oh, that's insanity. Is there anything uh, coming up soon that you're really looking forward to?
1: Um kind of interested in the boy i saw an ad for it, oh, it yeah it's another sort of cre- creepy
0: yeah another creepy doll movie yeah we should almost do a creepy doll episode
1: we should do a creepy doll episode i think we should go back to the three movies per episode format for a while
0: hey we could at least do two uh we talked about we do. doing let the let the right one in and let me in as original versus remake we, i
1: think that would be great
0: now Julian said he has seen and i think owns both of those and we've both seen both of them.
1: I've not seen uh, Let Me In. Oh, you've not seen I'm the remake? i not seen the remake.
0: Um, I will say it's shot for shot, almost the same movie. Um, kind of like uh, the remake of um La Femme Nikita, Point, uh, Point of No Return. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much shot for shot, the same. Uh, it's kind of along those lines where it's like, except for it's a little closer. Mm-hmm. Like if you just were watching it with the volume off and no captions, you might forget which one you were watching. They're that similar in how they're lit, how they're set. So it's good. It's it's unfortunate because what's wrong with people? They can't read some subtitles. Yeah. Like how could you enjoy a movie like Amelie, for example, which I really dig. I like that movie. Um, I think it's, um, God, that's going on 10 years or more. That's over 10 years old now. The movie
1: I th- came out 50 years ago today. <laughs> do you feel old?
0: Yeah, I do. Every I feel older every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, movies like that, I can't imagine like why people can't just get over themselves and read the subtitles. And maybe you have to watch it a second time to get the visual stuff you missed while you were looking at the bottom of the screen.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. I don't have a problem reading subtitles.
0: But if you're up for it, let's do original versus remake next week. Yeah. We'll have Jolien back. And then the following week, we're going to do our voodoo episode. Okay. And Sounds great. And we'll release that just in time for Fat Tuesday because New Orleans has a lot of voodoo culture going on down there.
1: That's a tenuous connection is best. Sure. Let's go with it.
0: This tiny thread that connects these two things, it's a strong enough thread. Well, uh, yeah. All we need is an excuse to go to Voodoo Donuts and, and buy the assortment box. Oh, man. The yeah. voodoo assortment then you know
1: i have to admit i am impressed with voodoo donuts
0: Man, it's a good place yeah yeah there were um there were some people standing outside a bar and they were clearly having a laugh at all the people who were having trouble finding parking and then walking up to voodoo donuts and uh they were just having a laugh and i'm thinking well you're smoking cigarettes so enjoy your fucking cigarette you smug bastards <laughs>
1: Five AM is the time to go to Voodoo Donuts. I bet it is. There is nobody there at five AM. I would get up at five because I lived across the street from Voodoo Donuts pretty much. Oh wow. Uh yeah, I was becoming a regular down there. I'm glad. I moved. I had to move to get away from the
0: donuts. Yeah, you well, you're not fat, but you could have been if you stuck if you stuck I around. I could have.
1: I love a donut. Yeah, that's my what... favorite ethnic food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know, we have listeners in other parts of the world, um, not the least of which, of course, Brazil, the Netherlands, Finland. Um, I discovered, looking at our stats, that we've got a lot of listens in... uh, I hope I say this right. Nottingham, England? Really? Am I supposed to say Nottingham?
1: I think Nottingham.
0: Yeah, Nottingham. That's all right. Nottingham. Anyway, um, a lot of listens there. So, hey, thank you for listening. All right. All right. So... um, Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching the new X Files episodes tonight. Um, and I did finally get my Wolfman uh, Legacy Edition with like six movies in it. That's
1: Wolfman Jack, right? The DJ?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's Bernie Wolfman actually.
1: <laughs> Attorney at law.
0: <laughs> Bernie Wolfman. Um, no, there was a. Um, you remember me showing you this when you were here last time that there was the uh the packing slip that came from Amazon when I bought the
1: Oh you know, yes yeah. with
0: the uh when I was reading it upside down it <laughs> said uh it it was Wolfman Complete Something and it was a, it was abbreviated in such a way to where it just at a glance reading it upside down looked like it said Wolfman Can't Jump.
1: Wolfman can't jump.
0: So um I think that would be a great movie. It would. That'd be a good Wolfman comedy. Or werewolf comedy. Werewolf. I think Wolfman is actually copyrighted by Universal.
1: It probably is.
0: So having said all that, um, about what we're looking forward to, uh, you didn't have anything in mind, but I had X-Files in mind. I'm sure there's other stuff, but let's not waste any more time getting to the important part, which is reminding our listeners that we do appreciate you listening to us.
1: Please, please rate and review us yes review and rate
0: yeah and i don't know if we just show rate and pillage (laughs) 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 rate review and subscribe okay uh, on itunes or whatever podcast directory you use to get your content and download it into your ears it does help other like-minded people find us and um, eventually we'll show up in the new and noteworthy category i've seen other podcasts some that weren't even that good get some notoriety.
1: And we're certainly not good. Not so. <laughs> yet. We're
0: working on it, sort of.
1: Only 16 more episodes. Till we feel like. Till we approach poor.
0: Yes. Once we pass poor, <laughs> we're at a
1: fair, and then it's just an easy ride to millions.
0: Yes. Then gloves <laughs> off, we're slugging away. Um, yeah, we're coming for you, Chris Hardwick, right? But uh, thank you to the Moonrays for, again, for their intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find them at themoon-rays.com or buy their music on iTunes or Amazon. Um, I guess that's it. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay off the moors.
1: Go Broncos.